Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on LA Theater Bites. Today, we have a really cool interview with Jen Albert, who is a fight coordinator, actress, producer, and works with the School of Night Theater Company, which she co-founded. She's an award-winning fight choreographer who is starring in the award-winning Battle Song of Boudicca, opening at the Hudson Theaters from April 9th to 30th, after having its 2022 Hollywood Fringe world premiere. Jen, thank you so much for being here on the show. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here because, one, I love your work. I love your shows. You do such a cool, like, job of everything from your Star Trek show to uh, your Hercules Insane, which is still one of my favorite friend shows I've ever seen, Punch and Judy. This, like, you've done so much incredible work. Uh, I know that not everyone might be as familiar with your work as I am, but for those who aren't, oh, tell well. School of Night. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the school night is me and my husband, Christopher Johnson. Uh, I'm the managing director and he's the artistic director. So all of those shows are his brainchild. He comes up with everything. Um, and I say, yeah, I don't know about that this year. Let's try it another year. You know, that that's sort of how we work together. And then he um, typically writes the shows because he's the writer and he directs them. Um, there's nothing that I've wanted to direct yet so we'll see if that happens um but he he does it all a lot of it's in verse most of it's in verse um he writes these amazing shows and with the idea that i will produce and do the fight choreography i'm I'm actually very rarely in any of the shows i it's just a lot of work i prefer not to be uh but he wrote battle song of Boudicca for me so i'm i'm in it (laughs) (laughs) well I mean, first of all, you are a good actress. I understand that wanting to be more behind the scenes and some of those more stuff behind the scenes as well. And it's a really taxing job to do fight choreography. For those who are uninitiated, what is fight choreography? Uh, Well, fight choreography is taking a moment of violence from the script and choreographing it in a very safe way um, within the parameters of what the actors can do and creating essentially telling the story with violence Mm. Uh, and it can be swords it can be knives it can be unarmed it can be a lamp it can be a pillow whatever it is that is sort of illustrating violence you're sort of just choreographing that safely Um, i like to make sure my actors have some fight training uh, they don't always for my uh, for my shows they have to uh, for other shows if I'm choreographing outside of my company I work with what I work with and I just make sure that I'm creating something that the actors can do and make look real and keep it safe the trick is making it look real not everybody knows how to make it look real right I would, that assumes it's hard especially on stage you know if a movie you can kind of do some quick cuts you can do some editing you have like six different cameras on the scene but with theater everyone from different angles is seeing this production so you really have to do some cool like kind of trickery and body placement to make sure that people are like oh this is someone could get hurt right now oh yeah no theater is much harder than than uh doing film i mean film yeah you're totally right it's like where's the camera oh i don't even have to touch them because the camera's over there great (laughs) yeah great i'm not i'm 10 feet away from them it looks amazing uh where is on stage you have to create the sound of this of the hits uh you have to do it in real time 
Uh, hi, Theodora. Uh, <laughs> it's my cat. <laughs> um, one of my cats. <laughs> um, you, you have to uh, make it look real, intense, tell the story, be safe, and not be exhausted afterwards because you likely have lines. Right, right. It's like, you know, that breath control, that practice, that body control. It's in a very intense process. You know, I've directed and film, not on stage. I've never directed a stage of combat on it. But in film, when you do combat, like that's like a big chunk of the day. Sometimes that's the entire day. It's oh, just yeah. doing some of these stunts because it does take a lot out of the actors and the stunt performers. But you're talking about like, hey, this is a 90 minute, two hour play whatever and you got to keep going after the scene mm -hmm. yeah and and you know luckily most of the time i'm knocking on wood for realsies uh i've never had anybody get hurt but it happens you know somebody hits something the wrong way you accident i mean I, back when i was uh in my with my theater company back in chicago i totally got punched in the face you know, you just gotta, and we always have a safe word. You kind of you call the safe word and let everybody know, okay, I've been hurt, something's up. Let's just chill. Let's just relax. We're gonna go to the next move or whatever, whatever you're planning on doing. Uh, I did not call that safe word. I just continued to get pummeled and ran off stage after the fight and was like, I'm bleeding. I'm pretty sure I'm bleeding. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody saw that. Nobody saw it. It was fine. I had another fight like immediately after. So whatever. But sometimes it happens like you, you, you get hurt um, and you have hopefully stop gaps for that. Uh, but that's why rehearsal is so important. Every minute of stage combat takes seven hours of rehearsal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So even when you think you got it, you don't. You still have to rehearse it and tweak it and fix it and and make it as safe as possible. You know, the other problem is you don't want people on autopilot. Right. Surprisingly, during autopilot, people forget moves. Right, that's where the mistakes happen. Yeah, so it's, you have to be in the moment. It's, it's tricky with stage combat for theater because you wanna be in the moment, um, but Stanislavski is not, my, is not my friend in stage combat. I, I need you to be the actor. I need you to step out of the character and have control. Yes. Play, right? Play your beats, play your goals, do all of that, because I very much say it's your blocking and you have to justify it, but I need you to be a controlled human being so that you don't hurt your partner. Yes. Yes. No, I think that's such a good point. And such a, I mean, there's so much safety. There's so much trust involved. There's so much professionalism involved with the fight choreography and i'm curious how do you how did you even get into it how did you figure out like this is what i like to do and also this is what i can do um so uh it, it all started back in, in college i mean we had stage combat classes i went to columbia college in chicago and when i you know looked at the the pick your classes book i was like stage combat totally did so awesome yeah i can't wait um, and then I just took stage combat every semester and just kept taking new weapons and learning new things. And then after graduation, I joined a theater company called Babes with Blades, which was an all-female stage combat company. Um, and what was fortunate about that is 
the thing is, at that time, women didn't have a whole lot of stage combat to do. We were usually presented as the victim on stage. And so this company was very much about, well, I can fight with a sword. I can fight with a knife. I can fight with a quarterstaff. I can do a martial arts fight. I'm going to go do that instead of waiting for somebody to write a play that's going to have that in it. Right. So what that did was help me keep up my skills. Because I'll tell you, if I didn't have that company, my skills would have been lost and forgotten. There was not enough opportunities to do this stuff. So that sort of kept up my training. And then I took martial arts and that just made my choreography better. Mm. Um, and people started hiring me. It just sort of became this, hey, Gendo stage combat. Yeah, I do. Okay, can you help us with this? Sure. And it just kind of went from there. Well, that's awesome. But yeah. no, I, I, it's, it's true. It is. I just saw a really good theater production of uh, the Scottish play. No, I'm not in the theater now, but I'm always nervous. I know. I hear you. <laughs> um, the Scottish play. And it was uh, it was a queer version of it. And they had uh, non-binary and uh, uh, lesbian women playing most of the parts. And they had some stage combat in it. And you know, it was so interesting to see because you're thinking, wow, like when these plays were made, this combat was, you know, it's all men. And even in Shakespearean theater, even the female parts are played by males. And so it's kind of like, you're like, oh, wow, like this is, it's a quiet kind of thing. It does change the dynamic when you have a bunch of people who are not men mm-hmm. playing swords and fighting and killing each other and like, you know, they had like swords that made the clang sound when they hit. So you think like, oh my gosh, like if someone makes a mistake right now, they could actually get really hurt. You know, if they, and I think something about it, I didn't really think about it in the sense when I was watching it, but now listening to your story about it, it's, it is something that doesn't happen enough in theater. It's something that I don't know if it's just because we keep going back to these old plays that were written. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> people who listen to this show for a long time know that I'm a big advocate for for letting the past of theater not die but just putting it in an old folks home and like you know, coming to visit <laughs> every once in a while but like you know it's it's time to move on so a lot of these plays don't allow the current theater world to play interesting parts and I think stage combat is a factor into that equation yeah yeah I think I completely agree with you and and you know to that point it is sort of taking these old products and reinventing them and creating them into a new thing which I think is amazing um I mean yeah the company I used to work I used to be with like did all female Shakespeare and this was back in the whatever the 90s when people weren't really doing that it was still a new thing now that happens all the time so that's great um and like the lgbtq communities like doing stuff i mean it's i think we're really exploring things that should have been explored for a long time that are now coming to the forefront um so that's that's really cool um and the amount and stage combat being brought into that is really awesome no, I yeah, it's it's so like exciting and it it's riveting because stage combat, as you know, and as we were kind of alluding to, when you're seeing it, 
it does have a sense of, even though, it's, yes, it's more staged, quote unquote, than perhaps the film, it feels more real. There, there's an element of danger in it mm-hmm. for the audience where they're watching, like something really could go wrong. Yeah, oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true, and it has. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm always nervous whenever I watch it when I watch a play and someone's doing something, anything, you know, someone's standing on a ladder in a play and I'm like, oh gosh, what's that ladder? (laughs) (laughs) And so people have to think about that. And I think it's, uh, it's starting to be more embraced as more and more people are starting to come to theater. I think theater reaches its natural evolution of this generation. I think stage combat is something that we're going to start seeing more and more in our shows. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. I mean, for a long time, when we first moved to LA, there was no, the, first of all, the stage combat was bad. I can't tell you how many times we walked out of shows because it was obvious to me they didn't have a fight choreographer, nor was one credited in the program, mm. but that they kind of just said to the actors, I don't know, you're just going to slap them here, <laughs> you know? Uh, which is the same thing with intimacy direction. I'm an intimacy director as well. And it's like telling actors, okay, now just go ahead and kiss. Right. Well, you know, I wouldn't tell two actors to just go make up a fight unless I was stunt coordinating something and these were my stunt, my stunt fighters. And I, you know what I mean? And they have the capacity to create fight choreography. But I am not taking two theater actors and going, okay, so just like, oh, there's a knife fight here. I don't know, figure it out. (laughs) <laughs> let me know, let me know when you have something cool. All right, I'll be over here. You know, <laughs> no, it's it's true. It's like you can tell, you can always tell. It's you know, especially if you've seen it in a play, you can tell when this was properly rehearsed, when there was a when there was an expert on set, and then you can also tell when like maybe there was nobody on set, or there was someone who was quote unquote fight choreographer who really was just like yeah throw this punch you know and it's, mm-hmm. uh, but it's much like you know you mentioned intimacy intimacy uh coordination which i know mm-hmm. you also do that's also something i'm starting to see a lot more oh yeah in theater um which has been very interesting because i think there's much like stage combat live intimacy on stage especially when you go beyond like a simple kiss is mm-hmm. something that in the theater context the audience, it's 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 like the olden days when people would wait outside a, a room while a marriage was consummated. You're just like, oh, yes. I guess. I guess yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, and I, I say this every time somebody asks me, it's like, you know, intimacy coordination in film has actually been happening for a very long time. It's just that, mm-hmm. and it was usually done by stunt coordinators. Um, I mean, even when I was just doing fight choreography in theater, I would get the occasional director say, hey, um, we have this little scene here. It's just kind of this non-consensual and there's some violence. Can you help? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm going to help with that. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, but it's been going on for a long time. It's just that, as I keep saying, we now have structure, we have training, and we have a title. I love that. No, I, I just for the first time ever had directed a movie that needed a intimacy coordinator because there was uh, a couple intimate things happening on set and you know it's so funny I just saw like on Twitter a few days ago because of this TV show called Swarm where there's like a very steamy sex scene Uh some people the younger generation really thought it was like basically real essentially pornography and like all these intimacy coordinators had to come on and be like that is not like it is intimacy coordination is actually it's one of at least in my experience my limited experience and from what I've heard from others 
it's one of the least sexy things that happens on a set. It is. Oh, so <laughs> it is. It is. It's not sexy at all. It, and it's so. Uh, it's so choreographed and so. Yeah, I mean, it's so neutral. Like that's part of it is like creating, making sure you're using neutral, deloaded language. Mm. And that it's it really is. I've, I've had people say to me, I was really nervous about this, but now I'm just. This is really kind of hard work, and my brain is like thinking, I don't, this is not what I expected. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, because we're counting and we're doing pacing and we're doing angles and circles, and they're like, I didn't expect geometry. I'm like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. It kind of changes the vibe when it's like, all right. Um... You know, stand here and you sit there and like tilt your head like 50 degrees this exactly. way. Exactly. Literally that. <laughs> Literally that. I mean, it's the same thing with stage combat. It's it's so choreographed that you, you just don't have the time to worry about the, the vulnerability ends up sort of dissipating because you're just like, wait, my left hand is supposed to be raised to a 90 degree uh, and I'm going to touch like clay, but it's muscle level touch or it's powder level touch. Right? It's all these words that they're. It, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think it's so exciting. And so now, of course, you know, you have a new show that's coming out that mm -hmm. I'm sure has quite a bit of um, choreography going on, which is the Battle Song of Boudica. Now, Boudica, uh, she's, in my opinion, one of the most fascinating. Uh, people in uh, ancient history uh, who has a pretty um, both thrilling and uh, also very dark uh, story to her, but it's uh, it's kind of like this this middle finger to the Roman Empire. And yeah. <laughs> tell me a little bit about this, like how did this project come about? Um, you know, uh, Chris is a history nerd, uh, and I think he's he's been wanting to tell the story for a long time and um you know he he you know like hercules with seneca so he he likes doing all of these old plays from like 60 ad and right that's his thing he's done the ross vita play at some point and that was like 11th century and she was like one of the first female playwrights so he's like a super super nerd um i say that in the best way because i am not a history nerd at all um, and I knew who Boudicca was, but I, because we, back when I was in Babes with Blades, we did a little scene about Boudicca. Um, but yeah, so 61 AD, uh, the Romans, you know, they're doing their colonization thing like they do. Um, they're on her lands. Her husband is, you know, they've sort of made a, an alliance with the Romans and it kind of doesn't go well. Um, her husband dies in battle. They and because her husband dies, um, all of his possessions are now the the possessions of Rome, mm. and she is not up for that. Um, and in the middle of them sort of seizing her property, uh, they uh, rape the daughters. They brutalize her. With a there's a whipping scene in this show, so just heads up, trigger warning. Um, none of like the the actual sexual assault does not happen on stage, so just know that. But it is vocal. 
um, and whipping scene is live on stage. You get to see me whipped. If you don't like me, cool. Um, if you if you do like me, it's okay. I get my revenge. <laughs> uh, so that happens, and after that, she she goes on a revenge revenge spree, um, and essentially, you know, um, uh, hi Theodora. Yes, I know. Uh, she kills almost the, the entire ninth legion of the Roman army, which was an impossible thing to do. Now she had like 80,000 Celts get together and do this. Right. Um, so it's, it, you know, and yeah, there's like full battle scenes. We have like three, three huge battle scenes where the entire cast is on stage. Um, and that's a cast of 16. Wow. Uh, we have, uh, there's gladiator fights. There's a couple of knife fights, um, and there's also like stylized dance. This show is super stylized in the coolest way. Uh, but yeah, so that's that is the story of of Boudica. Um, You know, it's a revenge tragedy, so it probably isn't going to go well. I'm just going to say. Yeah. But- <laughs> you can look up the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of know if you if you just read about it, you kind of get that it doesn't go well yeah Uh, it kind of goes well but then not so much exactly you know it's (laughs) very uh it's very akin to braveheart i guess that's a good way to put it yes Uh, (laughs) no but i i'm glad and i'm glad that you know you're letting people know about you know some of the content that might be in it because i remember being in high school watching it in my latin class oh and even though they didn't show anything you know the content's pretty rough and i remember just being like 15, maybe 16 years old and being like, okay, this was a pretty intense uh, 30 minute, uh, you know, history channel documentary that I just watched. I wasn't, I was not expecting that. Today, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, we're going to watch a movie. You're like, cool. And it's like Boudicca. And they're like, oh, cool. And it's like, oh, she's pretty cool. And then you're like, oh, 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 wow. What's happening? Okay. You know, uh, that stuck with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even like nearly 20 years later I'm like oh, I remember that <laughs> um, but no I think it's no I think it's a really cool story I think it's something really cool to go uh, to to see because it is something like you know there's uh, human history is m- so many stories of people pushing and pushing back and and how they find and so hearing about Boudicca who I think not enough people know about uh, who was able to unite the Celts at a time they were not very unitable. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, she was she was a diplomat as much as she was a warrior. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, we, you know, my Chris Chris says she was skilled at geopolitics. Like she knew how to <clears throat> how to manage the Romans and how to manage her husband and how to like sort of handle all the politics of it until it just got, you know, to way it just went too far. Um yeah, and for a woman at that time, I mean, we have to remember 61 AD. I mean, women have never had the upper hand. Mm. <clears throat> and even, you know, in Celt history, women weren't necessarily treated the same way they were in other cultures. Like women had a, a higher regard, but still, still wasn't going to be treated equally. Right, right. It's all relative. It's kind of a, 
it's kind of a sliding scale there, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, it's better than other places. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but still a woman, right? At the right. end of the day, she's still just going to be called a woman. Mm. Um, and we, I mean, we note that in the show. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just such a cool, it, it's really a cool show. And I, I, like, to get all of that history in, like, it's a 90-minute, super fast-paced, like I, I like I keep saying it's an epic an epic historical action. <laughs> you know, like if all of those things can be added together, that is what it is. An epic historical action drama. Um so now, yeah. Now you did this show at the Hollywood Fringe. Mm-hmm. And I you bring it's an expanded version, I believe, now at the Hollywood uh, at the Hudson. And so is is there anything that like doing it at the fringe is your first run like Anything that you're like, oh, okay, I'm glad we we experiment with that. I'm glad we try that out. Like, I'm trying. We're gonna do this a little bit. You know, for people who may have seen the show before, who are like, wait a second, now I'm coming back. Like, no, this is something new you're going to be experiencing. Uh, well, it. So I will say this for Chris and I, when we do shows that fringe, they are not experimental. They are the show. Um, we like sort of the problem with us is that we do shows at the fringe but they are not fringe shows. <laughs> um, <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, 16 people, tons of props, <laughs> huge fight shows. Um, uh, we just really rehearse it really well and, and pack it up really well. If you know fringe, you know that there's like, you know, don't bring any props. That's insane. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, aside from, you know, we're, we're, we're in rehearsals right now and we're doing run throughs. We have a couple of new cast members cause not everybody could do the remount. Um, so there's new people in it. There's new beats and moments that are happening that maybe we didn't, that didn't happen in the original show. Mm. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, it is the same production. Uh, it is the same production, uh, just without all the rushing <laughs> of having to get in and out of the space. Um, and the fact, the problem is, is that a lot of people actually missed it at Hollywood Fringe. We had so many people who were like, I was trying to see it and I couldn't get in. And we have a ton of other theater people who never saw it. And, you know, those people who won't go to a Hollywood, Hollywood Fringe Festival. So for those people, shame on you. <laughs> but the show, the show is remounting, <laughs> so it's it's pretty much the same show. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, the shows for those who have not seen uh, School of Night Hollywood Friends shows, they are like absolutely bonkers. Like it, it, for those who haven't been, I don't think, or haven't done a show at the Fringe, I don't think they fully appreciate like how much work and coordination is going into getting on stage, getting all that set up, and then having like. 15 maybe 30 minutes to get everything packed up after that's over with and it's you know it's just so impressive and you guys have always impressed me with what you put together the stories that you tell like this is going to be a really really exciting production yeah thank you for that we we do our best we just you know we're just storytellers and we just want to tell the coolest most amazing stories we can you know, I mean, that's Chris. I have to give that credit to him because I have no, I'm not a writer. That is not my thing. I would rather shoot myself in the head. That's all him. 
<laughs> he comes up with that stuff, you know, and obviously I can't, I, I can't direct and like, I know that's maybe an LA thing to write and direct and star and do all that crap. I cannot do all of that. I do not want to do all of that, but he directs and he, he does a pretty phenomenal job. And, you know, we use all kinds of elements like Kabuki and the Commedia. I mean, you know, Punch and Judy was Commedia and Hercules was Commedia and Klingon Tamerlane was Commedia. <laughs> So we use all these really cool theater techniques. Um, this show is probably the most straightforward, um, I would say, style-wise, than any other show we've done. Mm. Like it's, we're just you know normal acting. We're not doing head throws. We're not doing anything. But there's puppets. You know, we have a couple of puppets. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the stylized dancing. There's like Celtic dancing stylized. The Romans are a little stylized here and there. But other than that, the story itself is pretty straightforward because it doesn't need all that. You know, it's a pretty intense story. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think people I don't want to make people like, oh, it's going to be too intense. Like, no, it's something that you it's it, Boudicca is a very important historical figure. I don't want to make it sound like homework at all, but it, it, this it's intense, but it's a story worth delving into and worth experiencing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, there's like, there's a monument to her in, like, in, like, where Albion, where Britannia was, where, where they think she may have died. I'm not, nobody really knows, but she's very, like, if you talk to somebody who's from England, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, Boudicca. I know who that is. Right. If you talk to someone in America, they're like, Boudicca? Like, is that a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i i know we've uh I've, I've enjoyed so much talking to you we, i could probably make this a whole hour but i wanted to give you a chance to talk to everyone again just remind them how they can get tickets to this come see the show when it's playing uh all that sort of jazz yeah well uh so battle song of Boudicca um opens april 9th and runs through april 30th um, we do for our theater friends have a Monday, April 10th is a pay what you choose night. Mm. Yes. Yes. We are very conscious of that. So, you know, <clears throat> can't afford it. Come that night. Um, it runs typically Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, at eight Sunday at three, except for opening night, which is at seven. Uh, it's playing at the Hudson. And you can find tickets at schoolofnight.org. Fantastic. Well, Jen, thank you so, so much for coming here on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it was my pleasure. And, of course, again, Battle Song of Boudicca, playing at the Hudson Theaters. Thank you, uh, everyone, for your continued support of LA Theater Bites and your continued support of Los Angeles Theater. We've got more episodes and reviews coming out this month, so look out for them. Until next time, I'm Matthew Robinson. I'll see you at the theater.